0: Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. For the past 7 weeks, I have selected for us to play... You said 7 weeks. Oh. Suddenly feels like a long time. For the past 7 days, (laughs) I have selected for us to play... Bleak Sword. I know you want to say it that way, Edwin.
1: I am resisting that with every fiber of my being, but yes, I really do want to say it.
0: (laughs) Bleak Sword is the latest game from Devolver Digital. Mm, Which is someone that people have heard of. Right. So they make a lot of really good indie games, such as Minute, which is a game where your life spans for only 60 seconds. And for every 60 second lifespan, you have to go and do this part of a quest. It's really interesting. It's such an interesting Uh, concept.
1: That sounds pretty cool.
0: They've also published a game that's called Downwell, which I believe we've played in our previous show.
1: Oh, sounds sort of familiar.
0: Yeah, it's from a Japanese developer who created a game, and Devolver was like, this looks like it should belong in our catalog, and so they published it for him. He then became very rich from the game, which is great.
1: That's a rarity in game development.
0: Oh, yeah. So Devolver uh, always takes... I feel like they have a certain look when it comes to indie games, and a certain vibe. Um, And the vibe is very sort of indie, fast-paced, usually like pixelated, but it doesn't have to be. Um, But they go for like that more gritty look, which is a bit more stylish. Um, And so you'll see it uh, with a lot of their games. And this definitely feels like a Devolver game. There's no exception. Yeah. So
1: Bleak Sword is a hack and slash game, I'd say. Oh, that's the phrase I've heard. Yeah. Still don't know if I like it, but yes. Hack and slash uh,
0: from (laughs) Hackensack, New Jersey. (laughs) No, they're not from New Jersey. (laughs) Uh, but what 's really going for it it has a unique pixel look.
1: Mm, now you were slightly down on the world of pixel looks last week, right, but I feel
0: like this crosses that threshold where it's it's the way they that, that they 've done it is actually kind of cool. But let me read you a description and we 'll get back to that pixel look great from uh, oh, and this, uh, I, again, like, so what Devolver does is they publish games from other developers under the developer ca- catalog. So, you know, mm. they kind of curate these games. And this game is actually from More 8-Bit. More 8-Bit. Right. <laughs> so. <laughs> that is me saying the same thing you just said in a different voice. Welcome to the show. Bleak Sword is a dark fantasy action game tasking players to struggle across compact, cursed diorama battlefields. Wow, that's a sentence. Yeah. Through nine tense chapters, heroes must lift the curse of the legendary Bleak Sword by striking down all manner of creatures in every forest, swamp, castle, and dungeon on their journey. Invoke powerful magic, uncover helpful <laughs> items, and level up your character to upgrade your stats before facing down menacing guardians. Once the curse has been lifted, the challenging arena mode and 30 unlockable achievements await even the most accomplished warrior. Mm. There's actually one more part, which I think is important for you to hear. It's actually the description of the game, which I think will guide us. Okay, right? that be good. So that was yes. all like sort of flavor text, I feel.
1: I mean, put the word diorama in there, and yes. <laughs> That's some mad flavor. Di-
0: <laughs> Bleak diorama. No, Bleak Sword <laughs> is designed to be able to play it easily with elegant controls, allowing heroes to roll, parry, attack, and counterattack using basic movements on gamepads and touch controllers scored by award-winning composer Jim Guthrie with sound by famed designer Jonas Turner. He's not won any awards, but he's still good. Yeah. (laughs) So I've heard of Jim Guthrie before. Um, I wonder what other songs that... music that he's made for other games. I'll look it up later. Not important right now at this moment. I mean, I'm sure he's very important in terms of the the indie gaming music world, but at this very moment of us following through with the conversation and talking about the game, not important... Let's describe the gameplay. If you're familiar with a game like Dark Souls, which I know you are, Edwin. Uh,
1: from when we played the other game that's like Dark Souls, uh, Spirit oh. Cells, Dead Cells. Dead Cells is kind of like Dark Souls. There was another one where it was
0: a side-scroller as well that we really liked, where you had to fight the demon. Ah, oh, I forgot the name. Oh. Vengeance Souls or something like that,
1: right? Sure, let's call it that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's not coming back to me. It's not coming Uh, back to me. Too many games. Too many games. Um, But this is one of those roguelikes, roguelikes, kind of, where you go level by level, but each level is sort of like a little diorama.
1: Um, (laughs) Meaning, you know what dioramas are, right? I do. I've not heard that word for about 10 years, and now I've suddenly heard it three times in the last five minutes.
0: As a British person, I think dioramas are a very important part of a a British child's hobbies, like... There's so much miniature dioramas that come out of England with much detail. Like if you think about games like Warhammer or even like army modeling, mm. they have nice little dioramas with like a tank that's parked or like a tank that's crashed through the brick walls. And each brick is laid very carefully to depict that scene, right? Even with like smoke effect these days, they, they're they able to do it. Um But yeah, so... Okay, no one's allowed to say diorama for the rest of the episode. Each map is a <laughs> cube of a world. <laughs> yep. It's very limited in terms of space. Yes, it's super small. Yeah. And so you'll have like tiny homes. But it paints a picture of where you are. So there will be like a tree and it'll be raining and so it's like a it's like a pretty full picture of what you imagine like one section of the first level which is like a forest would be. Uh, everything is laid out sort of in like this pixel manner, but the pixels are put in planes. So if you think about uh, any 3D game that's shown in sort of a top 75 degree angle view down, think about that, but everything is sort of in these pixel planes in different levels. So it's actually 3D, but every object in that 3D world is done with like a, a flat pixel plane, kind of like yeah. billboarded images. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And. It's really cool the way that they've done it because they've 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 used obviously like 3D effects like rain to fall and like different levels, Mm -hmm. lighting effects, Uh, and so it's actually really effective. And it looks like a little Lego set almost, like a like a living Lego set, right? Without it being 3D. And in this world, you are a simple character with a sword and shield. Yep, very simple, very simple, but um, really does the job. It does the job. Yeah. Uh, there are a few ways to move around. We did not use the gamepad because we are mobiler mm, people. We are. And with the gamepad, if you swipe in any direction, it sort of has you roll in that direction. Uh, if you s- tap it down a little bit before you swipe, then it allows you to attack in that direction. And here it gets to the little tricky part. like if you, when you're holding your finger down, a few seconds allows you to block like a a few like millisecond is the time where it allows you to pull up your shield so if you know a character is going to attack um you want to make sure you time it right by holding it down
1: and that will allow you to block Mm -hmm, right right and then while holding down you can then swipe to counter counter attack right but then the key here
0: is like the timing Mm, right yeah and so that's essentially the game. Every map or the D word will have <laughs> will have maybe like five monsters in there, and they're going to change and progress as you go through uh, an entire level, like or world, let's say.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So the first world has like ten levels.
1: Yeah, I think you might have, get five worlds, maybe
0: nine worlds,
1: oh, according great. to the. Okay. Oh yes, the description. It's that thing that I just listen to and pay attention to. <laughs>
0: And so each world will have like a different feel, you know, like each level will look different. So the first level, the first world will have trees and rainfall. Or well, Seattle world, we call it. The, ne- Northwest world. <laughs> the next one will be like a swamp. So like New Jersey, I've said New Jersey twice now. Yeah. What's wrong with me? I love New Jersey. <laughs> um, and yeah, so you have to go through, uh, if you die... You lose all your experience points and items that you've collected along the way. Broken licky, ding ding ding. But if you can if you play again and you beat that level without dying, you can still collect your items. This is where it really feels really like, like Yeah. This is where it really feels like Dark Souls. Where mm. if you die in Dark Souls, like you lose all your experience point in that section, in like that area. Uh, and so you can go back and collect it. The, the the tricky part is if you die along the way again, then you've lost everything. So that's where you feel like, oh, my <laughs> oh soul is
1: dark. Right. But I really like that little mechanic. That's the first time I've come across it in my mobile game playing. Mm. I think even, even the other roguelikes who've played previously, they've not had that. Right. Uh, which I really liked. I was
0: like, oh, that's actually, yeah, that's kind of cool. Right. So nice the touch. item collection, like the stuff that you've collected along the way, really matters because they give you power ups. Like it'll either level up your shield or sword. Or there might be some other consumable items that you collect along the way. That some you can tasty use. bread. Mm. I got a tasty heart. Mm. Delicious heart for that power up. Great
1: hospital. <laughs> <laughs> tasty heart. <laughs> I was wondering though, like some other games, sometimes food is poisonous. Mm. I don't know if that actually happened in this game. I don't know.
0: I didn't actually get a chance to use any of the items. Mm, okay. Uh, that because you're so busy in the in the in the middle of playing, mm. trying to parry, dodge, block. Bob and weave, bobbin and weave In yep uh that i didn't figure out what the button was to actually use the items
1: yeah maybe is it the end of a level you get a check mm. uh, yeah that's a good question i'm not sure if there's like a in level button to activate your to eat some bread right hide behind a tree and eat bread <laughs> that's my approach in any kind of <laughs> battle situation <laughs> just hide behind the tree eat bread <laughs> cowardly <laughs> yeah but it's delicious Edwin yes how far did you get in the game well I'm so glad you asked oh I think what you can do you can pause you can pause a level and then you get the inventory screen and oh, you can interesting. then consume uh I, I have a slug and some bread well I just ate a slug delicious welcome to welcome to my world I am on world one level
0: nine cool you I I just made it to world two Ah the Yerkwood I so I completed out the Yerkwood Forest and I am in the
1: Ulborg swamp. Okay. You've left Seattle, you've gone to Shrek's house. <laughs> Get out of my swamp. That was a horrible trick. <laughs> okay, alright. So I kind of thought I hadn't done a very good job. I was gonna I was ready to be ashamed of my progress here. Mm. It is a very difficult game, I have to say. Oh, much like Audia. It kind of creeps up you sort of unexpectedly tricky. Yeah. It's
0: uh, but let me say, like, the presentation of this game I think is absolutely gorgeous. I
1: have some thoughts, but yes, there are things that they do
0: with the effects that uh, I feel are so cool that they're doing with like pixel based stuff. So, obviously, pixel based art is a lot easier to generate, right? You don't have to worry about 3D models, you don't have to worry about Uh, A long time in producing these assets by and large, like it's like a two color game, counting polygons and shadings and whatnot. Exactly. I I don't even know what I'm talking about. Um, But now, what they've they've added like a filter over like the pixels and the way it moves. So, you know, how in like a CRT screen, if there's like a single pixel that's floating, you kind of see the red on the side and then the blue on the other side. So, it looks like an old CRT lens. They kind of do this throughout the game, and I think it adds like a nice little effect, especially in the menu system. When you hit continue, it does like this nice little cool thing. <laughs> it's very nice. I love it. There's like, like TV.
1: yeah,
0: yeah the, the the feeling of responsiveness is really there in the game. Like I feel everything you do has a definitive movement. But
1: yeah, there's a lot of nice touches. I did not like that sort of blurry, fake mm. CRT look that just right. hurt my eyes and made me look like, I was like, wait, am I am I actually going blind or am I squinting? It kind of sort of reminds me of like those like terrible instagram filters people would use back in the day like hey we have this like amazing million million pixel camera we can take but oh i'm gonna make it look like i took it in the 80s (laughs) just a strange such a strange aesthetic but it was everywhere right um but i did not like that well the like blurriness did not please my brain hmm. when i was looking at it but Bunch of nice little touches, though, with like, the animations and how such transitions, yes. Right. I think within, yeah. I was hoping there might be an option to disable eye blurry mode. Mm. Eye blur, but um, no, sadly no. No.
0: I think it might also be a byproduct of this just being a small pixel-based game. Like, I feel like the actual footprint of this game from a dimension is pretty small. Yeah, and then maybe they just stretched it up, and it might be some sort of artifact around
1: that. Because I do see I like it's some deliberate isn't it? it's, mm. I think I, I would hope. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like I made a game. <laughs> it's like when someone asks you, like, "Oh, you yeah, know need like a header image for this for this thing to be printed out," and they send you like a two hundred square GIF, and you are like, "Well, we can't print this out because this will be <laughs> terrible." That's not that's not the case here. I don't think. Right. But I think I've also I've been I've been more aware that I probably should be wearing my glasses more. I think oh. in the last couple of weeks. And I think mm. this game is just kind of pushed a little bit more on that as well. Cause now I'm like, wait, is that? No, it, no, it is, <laughs> it is. It is. It is. look like this. It's not just my eyes that are failing me in my old age. <laughs> yeah. But I think by and
0: large, but it is cool. It does. What it's, I just don't like I it. I think it does
1: what it's meant <laughs> to do, but
0: you're right. That maybe for some people that might be super bothersome and perhaps they should have an option to get rid of it. Yeah.
1: This is not their fault. But I swear that Apple Arcade logo looks worse and worse every time I see it. Well, I that's why I was under the suspicion oh, it's like maybe it's a smaller it? game. Yeah. Why right, it's like pixelated.
0: I think to me, it was like they were trying to find the balance between the rest of the game and the Apple logo. Right? The Apple Arcade logo. Yeah. And so they slightly pixelated it to as much as they can before they got like a warning from Apple Arcade saying like, no. Right. Have, you know, like sometimes in movies, they'll colorize the production company's Mm, logo. Right, like Harry Potter, for example, is a great example. Or like, yeah, like the Batman movies. They'll have like a a dark Warner Brothers, you know, come in. (laughs) So I feel like they kind of took that approach to that. But yeah, unsure. Let's
1: get on to the three by three (laughs) Zedwin. Okay. Three things good and three things bleak. i very good. I really liked their focus on one-handed gameplay. Like to be able to have a arcade action Ugh, hack and flash i guess <laughs> um, game that works with one hand i thought was great so i think if you're looking for that one-handed experience and you know we are uh this was a delight in that well i also have some comments on that but right. um for being able to do stuff and thoughtfully being able to use one hand to manage a whole range of attack and defense um moves great yeah totally um I'm always on the lookout
0: for portrait mode games on (laughs) Apple Arcade. It's really hard to find portrait mode games on Apple Arcade. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that this is there and actually apparently getting like lots of really good reviews. Mm -hmm. I feel like most of the games on Apple Arcade should be on portrait mode.
1: Yeah. Especially,
0: Especially if you're looking at Apple Arcade through your phone. Like, come on, let's bubble those up first. Yeah, If you're looking at Apple Arcade on on your Apple TV or whatever. iPad, yeah. Or iPad, sure, that's fine. But yeah, so definitely uh, I I agree with that. I actually like this unique look. I remember just last week we were talking about how (laughs) skiing Yeti Mountain was this fake polygon thing or fake pixelated thing. But this, I think, takes it a step further, which actually makes it work that the the concept
1: into it's hard
0: yeah Yeah. the concept around having it be a i know you hate this word
1: Ah, oh no
0: (laughs) it really worked for me you know i'm bleeping that in the edit (laughs) it painted the picture of this complete world in like a
1: nice bite-sized way the music and sound effects are delightful too yeah well done to the awards winning guthrie bobby guthrie no, that's someone else, isn't it? Uh, Jim Guthrie. Okay. yep.
0: And the sound effects were really good too. Like it was very uh, juicy.
1: Yeah. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. Great, great, great term. Great word.
0: Um, yeah. On that, like, I think this is a really effective Dark Souls style game on mobile. Um, a lot of it has to depend on your reaction time and your dexterity so if you like that sort of game where Mm -hmm. it is very skill-based but you get lots of really good rewarding factors of the game like great sound effects and nice you know visual and audio cues as to like what to do i think this is really a game where you can get that sort of dark dark souls vibe on a phone and uh have actually like a really compelling story without words oh there are little there are little like uh interstitials in between Where there's exposition and it's like really simplified, but so effective. It's just him like walking and like dynamic camera angles that makes it work. Mm, Really like that. Yeah, that's pretty good.
1: While it's kind of simple to describe and to learn the controls, I think there is a lot of deeper elements of like learning the different enemies' attack patterns, which is kind of key to winning levels. But I think there's surprising depth there. You've mentioned one of the benefits of Dark Souls. Uh, So
0: Dark Souls is really about learning the patterns of your enemies, you know, like these distinct enemies have, you must learn the patterns of your enemies.
1: (laughs) Then you become, become
0: (laughs) and then you become the enemy. (laughs) Then you walk in their shoes. (laughs) Right. But that's, I think that's one of the fun parts about games like this is learning the world, right. Mm. And understanding their patterns. And once you have a grasp on it, it might be hard initially, but then when you revisit it and you know, the monster, you're like, yeah, I got this. Right? And it's that reward of skill that really makes it work. Unfortunately, this does not work in real-world combat situations. No. I wish oh, I can yeah. block someone's parry and counterattack with a swipe of a finger. <laughs> <laughs> Onto the bleak points. Onto the bleak points. Um, I know they intended this to be like really fluid, uh, but I still had a really hard time figuring out the long tap to block versus the long tap to attack or like charge your sword to attack a few i thought it was just me yeah
1: like you look on the internet people seem to quite like the the
0: interface maybe we just have to get used to it i feel like mm. on a gamepad this would be instantly
1: good but i don't think that's I'll- true i've heard there are yes you can hook up a gamepad and i've heard that it is pretty much like dark souls right once you hook up the gamepad but i did, didn't try it even actually i still have your gamepad at home i'm never going to connect a gamepad to my phone okay i mean ipad Mm.
0: ipad maybe even with the ipad like if i have the room to hook up my ipad onto a phone i mean to my controller yeah like i'm just gonna go and play on my console or on my pc
1: yeah 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 Yeah, i could not get on with the touch controls i think it was just like i understand the idea of charging up to attack but holding to attack was just the wrong action when you're in the heat of battle right i that sort of slow holding and swiping right. was like the wrong action when you need to do something quickly. Uh, and then tapping is blocking. I, yeah, I just couldn't quite, I feel like I wanted to reverse those. I mean, and I understand oh, you hold it and that gives you like, and that powers it up and gives you more attack points. Right. But it just didn't, that just made it clumsy in a way that I didn't enjoy. Yeah, I like the swiping to rolling around. I think the parry thing
0: is really useful. Um, but it was the difference between tapping to block and tapping to attack that really got me. And I feel like this is an intense enough game where most likely people are going to be playing it with two hands. I get the simplicity of just having it one <laughs> thumb control, well, but if, you. if there was, uh, like, you know, if you tap on one side of the screen and you swipe, that's an attack. If you tap on one side of the screen and you hold down, then maybe that's a block, right? Just something mm. that's a little bit more reactive and quicker for you to like hold down. Because even when you hold it down, if you hold it down for too long, you get the past. You get past the moment of blocking. too much power. Too much power, right? We don't have the power, right? And so, <laughs> while I understand like this is a game about timing, having it so narrow of a gap of it being a block.
1: Yeah, I feel like you'd never quite get into like a fluid. Yeah, the flow of state. Right. Trump parry kick block (laughs) no Parappa the rapper
0: (laughs) punch kick it's all in the mind
1: my next bleak point i thought my vision was going bad but it turns (laughs) out it is just the design choices we say mate it is cool but my eyes didn't like it Mm. yeah
0: and on that like usually with these games you need visual cues to understand what, oh, yeah. when the monster is gonna attack. Yes. And because the monsters were already kind of small on my screen, it was hard to fully register those cues, especially when the timing of the block was so narrow. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I wish there was more of a cue. Maybe it would help if I had the audio on, but a lot of times, like, I played this without audio because mm. I didn't have
1: my headphones on. Right. Yes. Yeah, it could be like, right. <laughs> Right, exactly. Like uh there You are more eight bit, you can have that one for free.
0: <laughs> I can send you the MP3 of that. <laughs> so Edwin, final seven day rating.
1: I'm gonna give this a four. Mm. Which is good. But I did find the there was some resistance to playing it because I didn't really like the control system. Yeah. I'm a
0: five. Mm. Um I enjoyed what I played, but I really felt like most of the time I was fighting with the controls and it wasn't to a point where I felt like I was one with the character. One with the character. <laughs> right. Use the force, Luke. <laughs> but, Sorry. Is
1: that an old British man. Well, I guess. Yeah. Not far off.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like I was never in that flow state. Right? Like the timing of the things just didn't work out. So, yeah, also... This had a high grapefruit factor for me for it being mm. an intense Roguelike. I dreaded those moments where I, I died because like I didn't get the controls right. Yes. And I had to go and collect my
1: my stuff. Right. And then you get that one chance to keep it. Right. So the I was like, oh, 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 <laughs> right. oh, 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 Yeah. It's a high grapefruit factor.
0: Agreed. So yeah, five days. But uh, if you're looking, if you haven't a subscription to Apple Arcade, I would highly recommend this. Um, Yes. You might actually really dig it. And if you're looking for a soul style game in a portrait mode for your phone, this is, it's super well-made. Like I would highly recommend it.
1: Agreed. Well, that was your choice. Now it falls to me to choose the next game. Now, Sam, the year's best movie has just come out. Uh Uh-oh. So it seems only right that you join me. (laughs) We go back to the Apple Arcades and we play.
0: Please don't say Sonic. Please don't say Sonic. Please don't say Sonic.
1: Sonic Racing!
0: (laughs) Super Speed Racing. Super Speed Racing. Have you played any Sonic Racing games before? There there are Sonic Racing games? There is one called... I think there's one called Sonic Racing Transformed. Wow. Okay. Or Sonic Transformed, which is a... Oh, it's Sonic All-Star Racing Transformed.
1: Oh, is that a Transformers... Sonic Crossover.
0: So it's your car that transforms into a boat and <laughs> transforms into a plane,
1: and then transforms into Optimus Prime, <laughs> and then transforms into Tails. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, this looks
0: like it's uh, it's a version that's made for the modular devices.
1: Yep, I should hope so because that's what we're going to be using to play it. Time we have seven days to play a Sonic Racing Super Speed Racing. Let's give it a shot. Well, you have no choice. (laughs) Edwin, things of the week. Previously, we talked about Edwin consumes media that everyone else has watched and he's finally catching up to. Well, this time, a new edition of this technology that's been around for years and now Edwin is finally catching up to. Because Sam, this week I purchased the... Allow me to read from the Amazon title, which is very, very succinct. Rav Power, fast wireless charger, Rav Power, 7.5 watts compatible iPhone XS Max XR XX8 8, 8 Plus with Hyper Air, 10 watts compatible Galaxy S9, S9 Plus, S8, S7, and Note 8, and all Qi enabled devices, QC 3.0, adapter included. Woo! Love it! Sam, Simple. I'm using wireless charging. Amazing! <laughs> How does it make you feel? Um, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's very good. We. Um, we recently got some new nightstands mm. and that was a prompt to that finally realize that should be thing of the week. Well, maybe next time. And, uh, you know, when you change something, you suddenly, as a good prompt for you to sort of uh, maybe revisit some of the processes and systems you have mm-hmm. and me rummaging around, you know, half asleep trying to p- charge my, p- plug my phone in. That made me realize that is not a good system. That's not a good system. In fact, there's a solution for this and that is a wireless charging pad. Uh, which I have purchased. It, they are very inexpensive thirty thirty dollars. Right. Um, put your phone on and go. Yeah. But I don't know why it took me so long. It's pretty amazing, it's, right? Yeah. It's
0: you. You understand the convenience of it. Like once you plop it on, you're like, oh, that's it. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah. I'm kind of embarrassed that I have not done anything like this before. I have kind of had that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Like I just plug it in. That's fine. Right. But then you realize, oh. I think I was the same with wireless headphones as well. Mm. I was like, "No, of course, like the wire's fine. Like I've got, I've got this," and then you, then you finally get around to trying it, and oh, you understand. Oh, I understand. (laughs) Wires are bad, (laughs) right?
0: And you realize like just how sort of ugly like a wire sticking out from under your bed just generally feels, right? And yet we have like five of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I've had this phone that can do wireless charging for about a year and a half. Right. Finally did it, but it was great. Riding the wave of the wireless charging. I'm proud of you. Finally. <laughs> but now, so now they have like sort of stronger wireless charging uh, sort of things that you can actually put under the wood. Oh. So you bolt it on from the bottom under the wood. Jesus. And so like you can get, if your nightstand has, obviously it has a drawer right under where your wireless charger would be. The idea is for you to bolt it onto the bottom part where that drawer is. Um, and then you can just simply place your phone on that area. Wow. And just, it'll charge.
1: Yeah. Right. Mm, that's quite cool.
0: Yeah. But I think those might be slightly more expensive. It sounds like it, yes. Yeah. But still, that option's there. But are you able to charge more than one device on one pad? Well, this is the
1: only thing I have that can do wireless charging. I think is Your that airpod true? pro? Do you not have AirPod Pros? Nope. I didn't get the the wireless charging oh, case. Gotcha. Because I was anti-wire. I wasn't anti-wireless charging. I just was had didn't have a wireless charger. I suppose. Mm. So I was like, no, it's fine. So I'm still plugging those in. Um, I guess the iPad. Does the iPad do wireless no. charging? No. Okay. So yeah, this Not is the I only know. one I have. Um, I think if I were to get the AirPods Pro, I would then get a Bigger. dual. Yeah, a dual charger. Right. Um, but yeah. But now I'm pretty happy with my headphone setup. But I kind
0: of want MacBook Pros to be wireless chargers. But you still have to connect it up to like connect to the monitor. So maybe that's not such a big use case. Mm, but pretty cool though. Yeah. But anyway, might-
1: if you're a Luddite like me and have been just ignoring wireless charging, give it a go. It's uh, very delightful. It's kind of, it does kind of feel like magic. Yeah, it does.
0: <laughs> have you seen those wireless chargers where once you place it on the pad, the pad like
1: lights up in like intricate lights, like it's <laughs> casting a spell? Sam, I've barely seen a single wireless charger, so I'm not down with all these, this, I guess, the gaming chairs of wireless charging. <laughs> I'll send you a gift. Okay. Uh,
0: my thing of the week is uh, something more manual as well, like something physical. Oh, look at us. Living in the real world. Living in the real world, as we do. Uh,
1: it is called uh, the Quest Adventure RPG. Is that where you have to gather sickly-tasting protein bars? <laughs> then give you a headache 20 minutes later
0: (laughs) for those that don't know these are the quest bars that you eat uh i have an aversion to get a headache from like the sugar from like the ethereal i think they use and then Uh, i was fine until sam told me about it and then now i get them too (laughs) i think you've had them all along everyone you just (laughs) never noticed it so this is a new sort of role-playing game system uh that was recently published by uh by do you know who chris plant is i do chris plant uh this other person called uh chill mage that's his twitter handle okay but the whole point of this game this new rpg is to really try and simplify a role-playing system to make it more fluid more storytelling uh, and easier for people to get into
1: Right. Okay, so the existing the most famous system right now is like the Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons, which
0: is chock full of really chunky rules where like every movement has to sort of be calculated, right? And mm-hmm. you have to roll a dice for every kind of check. Um, but with this it's more like let's let's actually get back to the the role playing aspect of these role playing the games. So, so let me read you a little description. Oh, Yes. Quest is a retreat from your worries and obligations. Great, I'm down. Let's go. It is a chance to sit down with your friends and spend quality time with each other. I'm down for that as well. Mm -hmm. Together, you'll go on a thrilling journey in a fantastic world of your shared imagination. The rules of the game help you tell the story that's totally unique, no two games are the same, and the possibilities are endless. The game is easy to learn, and you only need a few things to get started. Some friends, a pen, some (laughs) paper, a 20-sided die, and a game book. In order of difficulty of acquiring. (laughs) Right. When you gather to play Quest, you'll learn how to tell a story that you won't forget. If you and your friends have a good time, you might even continue the story for years to come.
1: Years? Wow, okay.
0: Yeah, so the idea of this is that it sort of breaks away the rules, so the rules are a lot more simplified, You know, it makes you understand the rules in a much more quicker way. Hmm. Um, I think this is generally aimed to be a starter RPG for those that haven't played a role-playing game before, like a tabletop role-playing game before. Hello. So, uh, yeah, I bought the set. There was, uh, I think this was kickstarted, but I bought it like on Monday and it arrived on like Tuesday, which is Hmm. amazing. Nice. Yeah. Good shipping. Wow. Good shipping.
1: Yeah. That's a good ship. (laughs)
0: And yeah, so um, the, the artwork and the writing is really beautiful all throughout the book. The book quality also looks very nice. Does it um, smell good? It smells very good. It comes with like nice set of cards as well. The cards are completely optional, but these cards help you tell the story when you're whenever you're like stuck, which I think a lot of, usually in a mm. role-playing game, the dungeon master or the host has to like prepare a lot of material before they get into it. Like they sometimes draw maps, they draw scenarios. But with this is sort of like, allows you to just help you create it and be spontaneous with it, which is great. Uh, So yeah, looking to give this a try. Maybe we'll try it in the office. Maybe we'll try it. Maybe I'll try it with my kids, right? Although I feel like maybe they're just a little too young, but we'll see. Yeah,
1: but they do have great imaginations. (laughs) They do.
0: Oh, do they? Remind me what it's called again. Uh, It's called Quest. The RPG system is just called Quest. Um, The website is adventure.game. Nice great great domain great
1: website yeah and that's our show sam you have seven days to play sonic racing sonic racing from the apple arcade you can also watch the sonic movie as well if you wish
0: i i really want to watch the sonic movie you might be going on wednesday evening
1: i i'm okay Let's, let's talk seven days to play seven days to play